Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Six in Edmonton. Brendan Escott here. Cody Jansen producing the whole thing today. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Plenty still to come on today's show. We'll hear from Mark Spector, uh, hopefully momentarily, trying to track down Spec right now. And then uh, Director of Business Operations for the Edmonton Oil Kings, Daniel Troiani, coming up after the 1.30 news. We'll chat about all you need to know if you're heading down to Rogers Place tonight for the Oil Kings home opener. Fans will be there, but a few changes that we've got to alert you to. So we'll bring aboard Daniel Troiani and address that right now I can tell you that if you want to keep in touch you can do so on the river cree resort casino hotline 780-496-0063 the river cree resort casino excitement bet on it and that same number is our ashley fine floors text line as well 780-496-0063 get the new floors you've always wanted with ashley fine floors 143rd street 111th avenue open monday to Saturday. So I suspect if the team is still talking that Mark Spector has dialed into that. So we'll we'll figure it out. We'll track him down in a minute. But for now, uh, Reed Wilkins, again, sending out the tweets earlier today as Duncan Keith was speaking. Didn't have a chance to chop this up live because I've been yammering away for the last hour here. But let's go through it together. So Duncan Keith says that the last two weeks were, quote, not ideal, but I did a lot of training, good training, as best as I could, end quote. Keith says that he's feels that he's done a lot to keep his immune system strong and healthy, adds that it was frustrating to have to take the vaccine to play hockey. He says that the travel regulations were a big part of his decision ultimately to get vaccinated. And Keith feels that there should have been more pushback from the Players Association to support players who were reluctant to get vaccinated. So let's just chew on that for a second because that's a pretty important off-season addition for this team right now who is 
he is in lockstep, but only against his will, it seems. And he's doubled down on that, you know, when you listen to how those comments came across today. That's how I interpret them. If I'm going to war next to Duncan Keith, I want to know that he's 100% in. And there's some reluctance in what he was saying. I'm glad that he got it taken care of. It's kind of, and hey, you know, if he was vehemently against the vaccine, I think it is a shame. But the overarching theme is group accountability it seems that's how they're trying to you know keep everything in check and this is no different here it's more important on a canadian team kind of just feels like a cheap shot at the pa doesn't it i mean we're talking about single digit nhlers that aren't vaccinated right now yeah so maybe he's just taking a little jab at him maybe he's not too happy about that my thoughts We'll get Mark Spector's thoughts here for the horses horse racing Alberta in a second. Catch the Alberta Breeders Fall Classic tomorrow at Century Mile. It features seven races for Alberta bred horses only. Plus, you know, there's live thoroughbred racing each Friday and Saturday night down at Century Mile post time. 6.15. All right, Spec. I suspect that you might have been on that. Uh, was there a presser that you were on? Just catching the tail end of there. Do we have you on the air, Mark Spector? We do not. All right. That was odd. <laughs> we are working on it, though. Uh, so tonight's game, you want to tune into the radio. It's 8 o'clock for the actual uh, puck drop, but our coverage here starts on Ched at 6 with an extended face-off show, and there's well, there's plenty to delve into as far as storylines in the Pacific Northwest, but what an opportunity right now. Let's take it to re uh, reset the lines. Let's see if I can dig this tweet back up from a little bit earlier on. Okay. So we know the top line is going to be Zach Hyman in his second uh, exhibition game. He'll skate alongside Derek Ryan and Kyler Yamamoto, the two uh, Spokane Washington products. So they get to return home. I think it was important to them to be able to play in the uh, in the state of Washington, even if it is Everett, not Seattle. Um, but Perlini, Shore, and Griffith, that's your uh, third second line. Tyler Benson and Ryan McLeod reunited alongside Colton Sevier this evening. James Hamblin, Brad Malone, and Cooper Marodi. There's a Bakersfield line for you. And then on the uh, the back end, Slater Cuckoo, Tyson Berry, Philip Broberg, Philip Berglund as the combo, and William Lagason and Philip Kemp. So uh, a bit of a younger back end there. Stuart Skinner gets the start in net, and Olivier Rodrigue will make his debut uh, in the exhibition campaign as well. So no Ilya Konovalov for the uh, for the Oilers this evening. Some reaction to, well, there's a, a mixed reaction, shall we say, to the Duncan Keith comments. 780-496-0063. Northside Lou says, bravo, Duncan, like many of us. Mark in St. Albert says he's not impressed whatsoever with Duncan Keith. Quit being so entitled and suck it up. So much for bringing character to the room, Mark in St. Albert. I don't know that I would take it this far. But it's not necessarily the seamless start that everybody would have wanted. Now we'll connect with Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Spec, what did you make of uh, Duncan Keith's comments this afternoon? Yeah, sorry for the of, uh, being late with you, Brendan. Don't My mention apologies. It. Don't mention it. Uh, um, you know what? It, it was. I mean, here's what I gathered. If Duncan Keith was a regular guy in the forest industry living in Penticton where he's from, he wouldn't be vaccinated today and he wouldn't be getting vaccinated. Right. He made, he made it pretty clear he's not 
a guy that wants to be vaccinated, and that's fine. That's his right. The, the only thing that stood him apart from, I guess, your average, you know, guy that's and vaccine hesitant, Brendan, he said, you know, he says I spent my career staying in shape and being, you know, he has been. He's it's 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 a fact. He's one of the fittest guys in the league and has been for a long time. He's a bit of a freak. So he also said part of that for me has been keeping my immune system healthy, right? I don't miss games because I'm sick. I don't, you know, Bart, he's, he's a, like everyone in Chicago will tell you, he's been a, you know, a little bit sort of almost excessive in his fitness and his attention to detail on that front, which is good. But what he basically said was I spent my whole career keeping my immune system straight, and now they're telling me i got to take this vaccine to play. So I get a little bit of that. I sort of see where he's coming from. But listen, it's a, the world is the world. And, and to play hockey for a Canadian NHL team, you have to be vaccinated. He realized that. He got his shot. He's going to get over a week of training camp left, a few games. Uh, there's no hockey concerns. I think he'll be ready to play. And the fact that he was leading the stretch out there as well, I mean, that's encouraging too. It's not like he's just rained all over the parade. Uh, and, and frankly, you've got to show a little respect for the fact that the veteran is willing to stand up for himself, and he's earned the right. But in reality, at the end of the day, they need this player on the ice. He acknowledged that. And unlike a teammate of his, seems to be putting the group ahead of his own personal interests. So, uh, hey, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Archibald. Obviously... Uh, you know, I'd love your thoughts on what more we didn't really learn today about it. Uh, no, we haven't learned much. He's not feeling right. Uh, there was some blood work to be done. And uh, apparently he's been tested for COVID on a daily basis and tested negative. So he's not well. For whatever reason, he's not up to snuff. He's not, there's something going on. And the doctors are trying to figure it out. If if anything more was announced uh, that I missed today. I don't know, you know, did Dave Tippa come out and say what the problem was? Have the doctors figured anything out? No, I don't believe so. It was more yeah. question marks around that whole thing. Yeah, more question marks than anything. So, you know what, we, listen, this whole vaccine, non-vaccine thing, Brendan, it, it's hijacked our world. And I, <laughs> I understand why I'm, you know, I'm still trying to be a hockey writer here. I'm the kind of person that is willing to say I don't agree with Duncan Keith's uh, stance. But the fact that he decided to put that aside, get the vaccine and become a member of this team and become a, you know, uh, a functional defenseman of the National Hockey League and fulfill the contract and, and come here and try to do what everyone thinks, so certainly Oilers fans hope he can do. I'm saying bear the hatchet. He took the vaccine. He's ready to go. Like, do we need to make this a thing as long as Duncan Keith plays here now? Is that what it's going to be? I certainly hope not. Yeah, I suspect this will die down awfully quick. As soon as we see him suit up for the first time, which we understand understand is probably Monday not tomorrow night necessarily but we'll see where it goes and, and like you mentioned Mark he'll get the uh, enough preseason action that at 38 years old he probably doesn't really need yeah. a ton of anyways so I let, agree let's I that agree. Uh, we'll let that one fizzle out but I, I'd love your thoughts on a different veteran here Speck I saw you wrote about Zach Cassian we saw him debut in Winnipeg along what could well be the third line for this team but just describe how even as a quote, this player has matured so much. I think that, you know, that's where I've noticed it a lot. And you see it on the ice, but I think that, you know, off the ice, you can see where Cassian has really matured in his time as an oiler. Yeah, he's, I mean, he came here as a guy fighting to, to for his career, right? After the, you know, basically he came straight from rehab to the Edmonton Oilers and really put it together. Like, I give the man credit for, for, you know, he he found his rock bottom, 
and he came here and he put his life together. He's since they've had, you know, he's, he's married, he's got kids now, he's matured, he's a 30-year-old veteran. It's hard to think he's been here for seven years. So I totally take my hat off to Zach Casson for all those things. Good for him. Like, the person is, has done really well here compared to where the person was, you know, seven years ago. Uh, as a player, you know, now it's time to focus back on it, – it's time to focus back on playing here and, and be – uh, you know, the player is being paid to be, right? He didn't have a good year last year. He had a couple injuries. I get it. So he's healthy this year, you know, clean slate all around. Uh, there's a lot of player here. And that, you know, Zach Cashin needs to bring it to the table here. I don't think that he can, his career can stand another bad year. I don't think you're just going to keep waiting around for this guy to show up. He's 30 years old, right? If he's not going to deliver what he, what we think he can deliver this year, maybe he's just unable to do so. Uh, and I'm not saying that. I'm not predicting that he won't deliver. I think on a third line role, if he can, if he can do what he does, if he can bang, forecheck, you know, give you 12 goals, uh, give you a little bit of a physical presence out there when needed, and maybe step up for a few shifts on the big line once in a while. If he can do all that, come playoff time when big, strong players come in real handy. You're going to be happy you have Zach Cassian on the team. Do you think that he's going to benefit from the fact that there is better secondary scoring throughout this roster, even on the back end, in that there won't be as much of an emphasis placed on that part of his game? It's a, it's found money to me when Cassian explodes offensively, but what you really want him to do is draw his team into the fight, right? And I don't know that yeah. you're going to get that every single night, but at least he doesn't have to be sitting there panicking that he's not turned himself into a 15-goal scorer perennially because they have other guys that can do that now well, you're absolutely right listen let's call it straight Zach Cassian's the bottom six winger okay on a good team the fact that he's playing first line right wing on your team there's a reason for that Brendan your team wasn't good enough yeah right that's why he was playing there he's this isn't me criticizing Zach Cassian and I know that he's able he's proven he's able to kind of step up and trade pucks with good players for a short period of time but on a good team this is your third line right winger. He's your third line right winger all year long. That line with Fogel and and uh, Cassian and probably Derek Ryan in the middle is a completely different identity than your top two lines, right? Which you want. You don't want just another skill line coming over the boards. Uh, you want some different identity. You want a line that maybe brings something else to the table, and that's what that line certainly has the ability to do. Let's hope they do it. So. I think he's in the spot he needs to be. Is he overpaid? You can have that argument. Sure, I'll bet he's overpaid, right? I think he's probably making too much money. But mm-hmm. that stuff's done and gone, and you can't change it. If you get the player that Zach Cassian could give you, third line right wing, uh, I don't think anyone's going to care too much about the money. Well, and we're not at the point where we're we're not seeing the Oilers roster roster a better player because they're paying Cassian. You know, they've got that depth exactly. as, as as we've mentioned. Yes, yeah, Apoli Arvey's been a. a a big part of that deep depth, Mark, is Yesapoli Arvi. And I think that, you know, not only does he look like somebody that can genuinely contribute with consistency in the offensive zone, but I just don't get that lost puppy sense at any point when he's out on the ice, you know? Like, I don't know if he's just figured out... Um, he's He's better away from the puck and that was just so important for his game and when I see that top line and and how he and and Hyman could end up bookmarking uh Connor McDavid bookending rather Connor McDavid on that line I know the six nothing win in Seattle was something we shouldn't put any stock into but the knowing where each other was going to be the one touch passing around the ice that line could 
absolutely contest for, you know, one of the better, if not the best ones in the NHL, in my opinion. And Pugliarvi looks like he's ready to be a big part of that. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think, you know, two things for me on Pugliarvi. He's a, everything has come a little slower to him, right? He, he learned the language a little slower. He adapted to the NHL game a little slower. It's just different guys take a different amount of time. And I think because of that, I think he's got a long ways yet to develop. Like, I think he's a good player who's going to get way better. That's, that's my opener on Paul Yervi. He's nowhere close to his ceiling, in my opinion. And I think the other thing is, you know, you talk about knowing where to be. His first torch in the NHL, this was the issue with Paul Yervi. Like, his own centerman had no clue where he was going to be. <laughs> Uh, and that was an issue. You can't play that way, particularly outside the offensive blue line. There needs to be some structure. But I, what I see on that line, brother, I see a guy like Zach Hyman who's going to draw people to him because he takes the puck to the net. He's in the battle where the defending team is. Uh, you've got Carna McDavid at center. Everybody's keeping an eye on all the time. And then you got Yancey Poyarvi who's going to have, you know, he's starting to be able to find that soft spot in the zone, right? He, you know, on the pod, there was a five on three. I get it, but he, he kind of backed up into an empty space. I think he took a pass from, um, oh, was it Nuge? I forget. But anyway, buried a one timer. Uh, I think you're going to see a player in Pulleyarvi who's going to get a chance not to be focused on. Right? They're going to be focusing on Hyman and McDavid, and if he can find some open spots. You know, I see Hyman digging out a puck, giving it to McDavid, who finds that one-timer from Jesse Pugliarvi. I think there's a ton of goals coming off that right side here. If he can just sort of figure out his role on that line, and, you know, he's got a one-timer that you like, he gets it off awfully quick. So there's a good player there, man. I think I think all those people that love Jesse Pugliarvi for the very start with very little evidence, they're all going to be telling us how smart they are because I think he's coming. They had that goal that you just described, and I believe post-game it was Rob Tichkowski that asked Zach Hyman, is that sort of a microcosm of how this line is going to work throughout the course of the year? And Hyman wouldn't really say that, yeah, I'm going to go pull the puck out of the corner and get it to Connor, and Connor's going to find Jesse, and, and then we're going to score. Of course, he's not right. just going to come out and make it that simple, but in reality, in reality, in the bigger scheme of things, I imagine there's going to be a lot of goals generated out of exactly that same circumstance. So nice to see yep. the instant chemistry yep. there. Um, still trying to figure out exactly what the bottom six of this team is going to look like and sort of who's going to win out these final spots. Who, if anybody in particular, are you looking at tonight and tomorrow and, and sort of somebody that needs to show you maybe a little bit more in these next couple games? Well, McLeod's the first one for me. Uh, you know, they brought McLeod in here as a third-line center last year, and, and it, it was too much too soon, in my opinion, uh, for the playoffs, no less, in the stretch run. I mean, I think we'd all agree that that's not a way to break a young player in the NHL. Uh, you know, I see I see McLeod, if, if McLeod's going to be a centerman here, uh, he needs to start to sort of learn. He's going to come in as a depth centerman, and I don't see him playing first or second line. And right now, he's behind Derek Ryan, so... Uh, I want to see I want to see McLeod sort of show me a young player who's trending towards the that three C position that maybe you know the organization would love to see him fulfill. Uh, and I would say to you that that I get it. Brendan Perlini scored some nice goals, and it's not you know uh, there's more to the game. Them goals are important. But Tyler Benson, if he's going to make this team, he needs to start to uh, stake his claim. Right? He's had a couple of fairly quiet exhibition games. That's fine. It's early. 
Uh, he needs to. I, I want to see his name in a score sheet. Uh, I think he has to be because the other guy's putting his name on the score sheet. So that would be two guys that I'm kind of going to be focused on. Two guys I think that the organization wants to succeed, but there's no free jobs here anymore, man. It's not the old owners where just because they drafted you, you get a free job. Tyler Benson needs to show something if he's going to have a job here. Yeah, I completely agree. He hasn't quite been up to snuff enough to to really open the eyes that he needed to at this point. Spec, enjoy the game tonight, and I guess we'll see you at the rink tomorrow. Yeah, sure will. Thanks, Brendan. All right, thanks, Mark. That's Mark Spector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta. Remember, you can catch the Alberta Breeders Fall Classic tomorrow at Century Mile, featuring seven races for Alberta-bred horses only, plus live thoroughbred racing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Each Friday and Saturday night, post time, 6.15. Back in a moment here on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Oh, man. You just mentioned the V word in any context. Vaccine, I'm talking. And uh, things just dissolve. <laughs> 780 Fraser says it's been a thing as, or sorry, it will be a thing as long as Keith is a distraction. Not the best way to start with a new organization. JB says you and Mark sound like uh, media looking to be best friends with Keith. Nobody cares. He hasn't caught a cold in the past. Today he was brought in to be a leader, but here we are listening to him complain. The bottom line is this guy's a five and a half million dollar player and better perform at that level with zero excuses. Former D-man Mark says, uh, of course it was a jab at the NHLPA by Keith. They caved and had to because the NHL is deemed unessential and thus could be shut down at any time. They did what they thought would allow the league to stay open. Another texter says, uh, hey, why not try the third line center, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and move Warren Fogle or Brendan Perlini up? I don't think they're interested in moving Nuge off of the wing. At this point, at 28 years old for Ryan Nugent Hopkins... He's already let you know over his career that he's not going to be a centerman. Certainly not in the third line ilk. He doesn't play that way. You know who likes playing with him? Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid. They like having a guy with that hockey IQ and finishing ability. All summer, the text line goes, we need to play RNA, Chiamo, and Dreisaitl, and now we're going to change your mind? Yeah, that's also a good point. Well, hey... (laughs) Oh, RZ. RZ sent a good one here. Your previous texter summed up for 2021. Suck it up, elitist. How dare you want to control what's put in your body? How dare you force being to submit to a medical injection in order to keep your job? 
I, all I can say is with some of the stuff that we get here, I hope you feel better after you send that in because it, uh, it just looks like it's been a tough day for some. But bottom line is Duncan Keith has taken the shot. He took the Johnson & Johnson, so it was the one dose. He is with the team. He led the stretch, and whether he wanted to or he didn't, he got it done. He will be a part of the Oilers moving forward here and arguably the most important season this franchise has had in a long, long time. So whether he did it through gritted teeth or not, he did it. That's the difference right now between him and his fourth line right winger or the guy who's not likely to be that at this point because you just don't need that as an organizational stumbling block, I suppose, for a year. There's so many other options out there for a fourth line right winger. You don't need to have that hanging over your head. So some decisions to be made moving forward. Five total games left in this preseason. One tonight, one tomorrow. Another on Monday, and then a pair against Vancouver, which you'll have televised nationally here in uh, in Canada. For now, we're going to send it off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back to shift gears onto the Oil Kings, who have their season opener tonight at Rogers Place. Their director of business operations, Daniel Troiani, will check in after we hear the headlines from Eileen. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.